So, fun fact about Jacqueline. Her father's name is Danny. Not Dan. Not Daniel. Danny. And she calls him Danny. Like, not dad. She's like, Danny. And I'm like, wait, this is crazy. That's definitely not normal. I recognize that. It's hilarious. (laughs) For so long, I thought it was a nickname. But then your mom said Danny. And I said, oh, is that not a nickname? Like, no, that's his name on his birth certificate. Danny. Strange. Shout out to you, pops. Let's roll the intro. Well, welcome back to another episode of Potty Talk, the, the podcast, podcast where we, we shit talk, talk ourselves. ourselves. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Tor. And I think today we're moving beyond just shit talking ourselves. We're including the the family in here. Danny, <laughs> welcome to the pod. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, if you were following along the episodes uh, weekly, last week we did an episode doing a bit of a, qu- is it a, not questionnaire. a quiz. A questionnaire. questionnaire, I guess would be the more formal word. Um, and we basically were talking for so long that we needed to extend the overflow questions into yes. today's episode. So we're continuing on the 36 questions that lead to love. That lead to love, friendship, (laughs) great relationships. So we have a few more to go. We're going to finish those up and then also dive into whatever else we feel like rambling about today. So the question we left off on was, Jacqueline, share your most embarrassing moment in your life. Okay, this is my default embarrassing moment. I feel like I might have, I might have mentioned this in the YouTube video. I can't remember. But when I was in grade eight, I was doing a um, charity fundraiser for... Mine was also in grade eight. That was, must have been a bad year. Bad year across the board. Just a race grade eight. Yeah. Um, And I was doing a, um, we were raising money for a charity for Relay for Life, which, have you ever done Relay for Life? No. Oh, but do you know what it is? Yeah. It's like where you realize, yeah, anyways. So we were doing a cotton candy fundraiser, me and my best friend, Courtney. And Courtney really took the reins of the operation. We rented like an industrial cotton candy machine maker that you would use at a carnival. And us in grade eight, being the young businesswomen that we were, we were making it up for the whole school. We took our orders. Um, the thing is, we, we actually got some teachers on board. We were able to get out of classes all day to make the cotton candy and deliver it to all the students. And we were making it in, we, there was like two gyms in our school. So there was an extra gym that was like kind of in the basement and with like lower ceilings. So we got permission to work in there all day. And that was our little operation. Mm. And we were kind of under the watch of um, another teacher. And long story short, we were so, so how cotton candy works, you basically pour sugar in it, like sh- flavored sugar right. in this device. It heats it up and then it kind of somehow magically makes it whippable and it kind of turns into that candy floss. Yeah. And Courtney, you know, was spending minutes on each piece. Like, it was an, an effort. Like, she was sweating. It, it was quite a lot of work for each each um, stick of cotton candy. And we must have been no more than 10 minutes into the operation. We were yeah. just getting the groove going. And um, all of a sudden, when it does it, the, the, the sugar is getting burnt a little bit. And you can kind of see, like, little smoke rising. Oh, my God, did it create a fire? But... But that's normal. Like, it, it does burn the sugar. Okay. All of a sudden, we hear... <gasps> the whole fire alarm starts going off. Me, being dumb, goes, well, that's an inconvenient time for a fire alarm. Like, I'm, I wish the school would have told us we had a drill today. Oh. Not putting two and two together that we were so low, the ceilings were so low that we had set off the fire alarm ourselves. Oh, my God. So, Basically, the entire school evacuates. The teacher that was supervising us is like, oh, my God, let's get out of here. And then we finally realized, oh, my God, that was us that did that. Oh, my God. So the way my school, my elementary school works, there was a big kind of hill in front of the school that, like, was in front of a pond or, like, a river. So the whole school kind of evacuates near the river and at the front of the hill kind of looking at the school. So basically, the whole school is evacuating. We knew we could cause the situation, so we weren't really in an urgent rush to get out. We wanted to make sure we turned the devices off and were, like, really shutting the operation down. And... 
So at this point, the whole school's evacuated. Myself, the principal, and this one teacher, and Courtney, my friend, were the last four to exit. And we leave out the front doors of the school, like basically looking on to the entire evacuated school oh and students. God. And we were, I was mortified. And I don't know why, looking back, it doesn't seem that embarrassing, but like at the time, the whole school knew it was us and like yeah, all the eyes were on us. That's a lot of like unwanted attention. And then the real kicker was that it was Courtney's mom, one of her first days on duty as a volunteer firefighter. Oh my God. So we see coming across the, the river on the bridge, her, mother. her mom on the fire truck. Stop. So we were just it's like, it was a disaster of a day and the that's whole school hilarious. hated us. I was so embarrassed. Yeah, that is kind of embarrassing. What's sure. yours? I mean, I've had, I, I'm an embarrassing person. Like, I've had a lot of embarrassing, because, you know, I'm very outgoing and crazy, so that naturally leads to embarrassing moments, because I'm always so extra, yeah. in, in, sometimes in a bad way, right? So, like, I get myself into bad situations. The one that comes to mind actually also <laughs> triggered grade eight. I had this huge crush on this guy, and we were doing one of those bake sales, you know, and one of the tables had, you know, those like vintage, I don't know if they're actually vintage, but I remember them in elementary school and middle school, the kind of uh, cash registers that were like metal, like heavy, you know, and you'd like use those to do the bake sales and like organize your money. So I'm not saying it was super heavy, but I'm definitely going to like say that it was heavy. And so it was on one of those, you know, the big long lunch tables that you would eat lunch at. It was sitting on that. And so I'm in the hallway and like some of my friends were around and then the group of guys who like we liked the, we were the Frenchies because we spoke French. They were like the English guys. So they like came over and they started talking to us. So I was like, oh my God, like my crush is here. Like I'm just so stoked about this. So I go and I hop up on this table. Keep in mind, the only thing on the table is now me and this cash register basically. When I say I broke the literal table, like (laughs) it collapsed underneath me fully collapsed i and i'm sure i broke my tailbone but it didn't even matter (laughs) because the beet red face could have you know like it was just conquered all it could have conquered all so i'm obviously and of course everyone's laughing my crush is laughing like it's funny like this girl (laughs) and keep in mind like in grade eight i was probably like four four foot nine a small human and like a hundred pounds like it's not like I was, like, you know, a big person. Not that that even should play into it. But I, I like, hopped up on the table, and it just, it gave out on me. Oh, my God. Wait, so it you was incredibly on the same end as the cash register or the opposite In the middle, end? actually. Oh, Yeah, okay. so I guess I just, like, I don't know if it had to do with the balance or the fact that I just literally was too heavy for this table. Oh, no. Wait, so what? Oh, and then it, 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 I didn't even get to, like, the actual part. So because it was just me and the cash, the money flew everywhere. Like, oh, it, like no. I broke, and then the just thing, boom. and then, boom, so made it rain? coins... I mean, making money moves since day one. So, <laughs> anyways, embarrassing. Oh my for god! Sure. Wait, so did I need the follow up? Did this guy? We enjoy- never dated. We oh. never dated. I well, mean- that goes there. <laughs> okay. Well, greedy was an awful time. Let's move on from those dark days. Um, question thirty: When did you last cry in front of another person or by oh. yourself? Question mark. Last night. Last night you cried. Why? I cry out of happiness often, but. I also cry, like, from music. Like, I was at a show last night. I cried during a song. It just, yeah. like, made me so happy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, 
I cry. I cry. I feel like fairly easily, actually. Same. I'm like triggered. What about you? What was your last? Yeah, two nights ago when I was at the bachelorette party. (laughs) I don't know if it was the wine or what, but actually, my good friend, her aunt, is really sick, and I was sitting beside her mom at the dinner. Mm. So we got into one of those like deep combos, and I'm also very compassionate. So when I see other people get upset, and then I just started crying at the dinner table. It was nice because it was just her and I talking. It wasn't like other people had noticed, and I kept saying, "I was like, I'm sorry, I'm crying," and Mm. she's like, "No, I've cried a lot. Like, if anything, it's it's nice." that you like you know yeah understand. I find that like crying is such an on or off thing for me in a sense that like I can't do like one of those nice like tears like right. I'm either sobbing or I'm like not at all no I'm actually a pretty crier like no, and by that I mean like I can do the like little... tears and still talk which yeah. I because that's what it was at the dinner like I was like crying but I was like I'm just so sorry that I'm crying you know like it's like <laughs> I'm like, like well like I, I can usually manage it sometimes sure. I can't and I'll be honest I'm like yo I'm I'm overwhelmed I can't manage it um it's a bit of a skill to be able to pull back when you're like kind of losing it no, especially in speeches I've learned like if I start to get emotional uh it's it's a real art to be able to do the like (laughs) fake cry no it's not a fake cry that's not true but I will say like one of the speeches that was given at the bachelorette um you could just tell she was great at speeches and it was like Mm. the like the watery eye but it was too good maybe like Mm. maybe inauthentic but like wasn't but it's like the watery eye but then it's it's you know and there's a funny moment to take you out of it and then there's the emotional yeah Exactly. Almost and I, it's, it's the art, or it's like the art of speeches. Like, there's definitely something to it. I, I mean, I, I'm that's my goal. I want to get there. You want to be there. Totally. Because, like, at weddings and stuff, like, to be the person, or even birthdays. That makes the if night. If you can be the one that, like, makes the speeches yeah. or makes the night. And those are the people that are emotionally invested without being too emotional. Because there's a fine sure. line. Like, you can be too emotional and then, like, lose the audience. And but if you get them going, you hook them, it's, like, perfect. And there has to be a fine line between sharing personal stories that the audience weren't a part of, but making them feel like they're a part of it. See, I'm really also, bad at that. Like, yeah. I feel like if I'm telling a friend's story, we I get to, like, this was our inside joke. Yeah. And I can tell I the, do that. But you want to make everyone feel like they're a part of yeah. it. And that, there's the, the art of the funny. speech. Yeah. Wow. We need to work on that. We do. By the time your wedding comes around, maybe I'll right? master it. <laughs> Um, okay, what, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? This is so hard. I've actually had this conversation with my brother quite often because my brother is so, like, everything's fair game, everything can be made like fun insensitive of. insensitive a little bit? No, I wouldn't say he personally is insensitive, but his stance on, like, comedy in that sense is that anything... Anything goes. Putting, yeah, putting certain restrictions is, like... It yeah, like you know how sense. some people get yeah. like, offended by Amy Schumer. Either or- it's all fair play or none of it's fair play, mm. and I kind of get that. But also, like the more rational human side of me, I'm like, you just kind of have to know your audience, and like if yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not... Are there me- topics that, like, you personally are, like, you'll shy away from, and you're like, oh, that's not funny to me? Well, personally, like, I find self-deprecating humor the... Like, personally, to be what I, I guess, maybe fall to more, because... I just think it's easier for the laugh to right. be on me. Like, I don't... Why right. would I want to do that to someone else? Right. But, I mean, I, I love... still love making fun of other people, but... Right. I don't know. I find... I tend to also be attracted to people more when they are more self-deprecating versus, like, a bully and, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's less I don't funny. know. I also... I do agree, like, with what my brother says in the sense that it's either all fair play or not, but I just also think it's, like, I don't know. Yeah. Somewhat being sensitive to certain... It's true. I, I mean, don't know. That's a hard. That's a hard question. I think I'm pretty good at take or being the butt of jokes. Like I think there's been many opportunities where, yeah. like, I have the type of personality that if someone were to make me the butt of the joke, I you can, can laugh play along. Yeah, and I can like get in on it. Except for that time that you made fun of my Paris uh, almost car accident. <laughs> it went way too far. This no, I actually an iconic felt bad. story. I felt really so 
really like, bad about We that. talked about in recent in more recent episodes how Jacqueline and I like shit talk obviously shit talk each other every day. Like that's but to each other, like to I each other's faces. I also have a problem with like laughing at the worst times. Like oh, I, I like a nervous laughter. This is laughter. True. Laugh laugh. I think I was telling this was like almost years ago, but I told this story <laughs> oh in the car. God. We got into a taxi. So bad. We got into a taxi and I made like kind of a, you know, like strict like thing in the car when I got out. I was like yo everyone put your seatbelt on and then I was like you know recently when Adam and I were in Paris <laughs> oh my god I, I'm still laughing I know I was like Adam and I didn't have our seatbelts on when we left this hotel and just as we had pulled away like we literally by the hair of our chinny chin chins did not get into a car accident and so I was really triggered by that because it was obviously scary I'm in a foreign country we like should have immediately put our seatbelts on there's all these things immediately as I tell the story Jacqueline is like it's peeing herself me. laughing like peeing herself laughing and then this is the one time I think you, I've ever cut yeah, you off you were and like, I said Jacqueline that's not funny this wasn't funny this was actually a horrible experience and then you just like crawled into the I know I'm like you, I'm so sorry I like, like so so I've never dead. no I knew like I knew you were being serious about it I think it was just the way that you had said it you're like yeah no I almost got I almost got killed last week in a car accident I was like what and you're like yeah I, I don't know just the way you said it I thought yeah. it was, I'm like no you yeah. didn't almost just die you're like yes I did and we were I was like questioning was, like, the, the most, legitimacy like, of your horrible, story horrible no and then you were like that's it that I'm being serious and you like sat there and I sat there I was like, yeah oh. and then I was and then after the car ride because there was also so I think we had there was other, tons of people there was in more the people taxi. in the car so I didn't want to like make a big scene and then no, once we got no, out no. I was like I'm so sorry like that I didn't no, I totally didn't realize See, that was my line. I was like, oh, it wasn't funny. You know, like, yeah, anyways, that was just yeah. the question. But Wait, where was, oh. Because the question was, is there was, anything too sure, serious? Sure. I guess when you go through it's something that your intent, audience. Yeah. Reading your audience. Yeah. Like, if people are getting offended by your jokes, it's not yeah. funny if no one's laughing with you. you no, know? exactly. <laughs> that was a time That's that hilarious. I learned very quickly. <laughs> Put your seatbelts on. Yes. Okay, so uh, question 34. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item. Oh. What would it be? My either childhood photos or, like, childhood diaries. Yeah. Probably, oh, I, like, both of them together. I couldn't pick pictures or diaries. They're both so important to me. Like, I, I've been writing a diary since I was, like, in grade three. I love wow. writing. And um, it's so fascinating to just, like, open up a page and be like, oh, my God. Like, that's yeah. exactly where my headspace was when I was yeah. in grade four or whatever. Totally. And it's, like, oddly still relatable yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but also, I, like, so, so cherish my um, childhood photos and, like, videos and all of that stuff. So, yeah. more of, like, memory box things, I guess. No, totally. What about you? Well, it's interesting because when I picture my condo, I I could go without it all, which is interesting. Mm. I think if my yeah. condo, like where I live now, were to go up in flames, I I could get away. Like yeah. I'd be okay. It's it's actually yeah. It's more the sentimental things that would be like at my parents' house, yeah. like like things like yearbooks with people's mm-hmm. write, written things, or things like you know those clothes that you save from like your concerts yeah. used to go to that. Like you obviously don't keep in your day to day wardrobe, but that are like still so important to me that I wouldn't get rid of. Yeah. That are like at my parents' house. So I feel like. Yeah, you go for the sentimental. The memory stuff. Like, I could get away, I mean, maybe grab a pair of my Manolas. I'm just not trying to be dramatic, but, like, if I could just snag another item, I'd get my favorite pair of shoes. Well, that's the thing. I feel like anything material nowadays, like, you can replace it or buy a new one or whatever. But it's just the things that have the memories attached to it. It is. That would be, because we actually had um, a break-in in in my childhood and lost. Wait, what? Yeah. So, we lost our, all of our videos from when we were kids. Your home videos? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so that, that's an odd thing for someone to steal. No, because they took the box with the camera in it, and oh. it had all the tape. So they just took the box because so they don't saw have the camera. Any of your home nope. videos? Nope. So I can't be like Kim Kardashian pulling out my freaking vintage Wait, that's film. So it's sad. so sad. So because that How happened, old were you when that happened? About thirteen. Oh god. Yeah. So like all of our childhood, like yeah, really bad. 
Was that, like, devastating at the time? Yeah. It was what we were obviously most sad about. Right. Yeah. Because my mom had, like, you know, necklaces and nice things stolen. Like, we did not care about that. It was much more that they had taken our camera with all of our videos. Wow, that's actually so sad. Triggered. Mm. Okay. Um... Share a personal problem. This is the last question because we've kind of skipped some of them that are more like relationship heavy. Um, <laughs> what are you looking for in a significant yeah. other? <laughs> so share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also ask your partner to reflect back to you how they seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Wait, that was a lot. Kind of okay, so basically share a problem that you feel like maybe you're doing oh. right now and then I'll share advice. Okay. And then and that's to- basically it gauge how good my problem was is that the no I just reflect back (laughs) on it for you oh okay um a problem that I'm dealing with right now that's pretty good (laughs) no uh, when you're too good to do it um actually maybe it's more I'm in the process of kind of moving right now in a few weeks I will be in my own place and in a new place which will be really exciting but I haven't been like a single homeowner ever yeah um so it's not necessarily a problem, but maybe just, like, navigating all that. I don't think I really know what I'm getting into. Yeah. And I, you kind of recently went through that experience. So yeah. maybe just, like, words of advice and or, yeah, like, tell I me what I need to get I think you're naive to the fact of how much your parents do for you. So that will be yeah. shocking for you. Like, it's that's that was the biggest thing I noticed when I finally moved out is the simplest things that you mm. don't realize other people are either helping you with or you know, are a part of, like, yeah. whether that's cooking, but you're not cooking alone, or, like, yeah. whether that's cleaning, or, or you're not some, cleaning something alone, up on the way home, or they're or picking running up something for you, and they're doing that errand, and they're doing all these things, yeah. and I remember when I first went to university, like, so this was five years ago now, I was very overwhelmed in the first couple of months of living alone, alone, and I still had roommates, so it was a little different, because I still had a bit of support, Yeah. because by the time I moved out on my own, I was so ready to live alone, because I had had four <laughs> years of roommates, that it was a little different, but right. I remember, if if my true reflection of moving out was when I went to university and it was definitely a transition and I don't think you realize it until you're in it. And it was interesting because who I was living with at the time wasn't spending a ton of time at the house because oh, so it felt like she, you were yeah, she had a new boyfriend. So I was spending way more time alone than I f- was expecting to. Like I thought it would be like, Oh, my roommate and I are going to cook. My roommate These and I are going to go out. Yeah. And it just wasn't really like that. And I wasn't dating anyone in first year. So it was probably my loneliest year, actually, in oh. a good way. No, in a good way. Okay. Like, I think I learned a lot about myself. Hmm. And drank a lot of vodka with friends that year in first year. <laughs> this is my future. <laughs> no, but I, I move out. again, I was younger and I was yeah. in university. But I think that was like, you know, you really, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. Like, I do think there's going to be so many little things that I'm like, wow, I did not realize yeah. the help of just being at home. Around yeah, people. Yeah, just around people. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you? What are some uh, issues you need some advice from good old Jacqueline? Hmm. Um, let me think. Get a good one. I'm ready to give some good advice. Um, maybe it's that I am a little upset about myself that I didn't tackle, like, the technical side of the industry earlier. Like, fully understanding editing and, like, even though I'm older, even though I'm young but I feel older, like, it really, and you know I'm not patient with things, so it bothers me that I'm not good at certain things so I lose patience with myself like even we were walking through an edit and Jacqueline's like this is how you do it and because I'm trying <laughs> to speed it up and like get through it faster but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a better result right mm. like it's like you're just rushing yeah. you're trying to do it to do it so I guess just finding patience in learning something new I also think though you don't necessarily give yourself enough credit for what you do know and you're actually a lot more savvy in all those skill sets than you think you are yeah I guess you just also need to remember that you're surrounded your boyfriend is literally a cinematographer like he edits <laughs> And, like, that's his job, yeah. and he's, like, so proficient, beyond proficient 
position in that. Yeah. So, like, I feel like you're comparing what you're learning to with to like the yeah, end the result people that are the of, best in the industry yeah, exactly yeah so like that's already just like an unrealistic yeah, the standard I, is a little high. yeah it's like you're I'm doing like, oh, just drag and fine. Drop. i don't know <laughs> no but also like you also need to recognize what how quickly you have learned because what the last like month that we've kind of been diving into this project you literally did not even have final cut pro downloaded onto your computer <laughs> guys and then hundred dollars i don't know like <laughs> whose budget that fits into but yeah you had a hefty apple shop what was your I know. what did you end up doing new macbook i had to get a new computer a hard drive like guys i airpods that was just a luxury <laughs> that was not necessary I know, but necessary for you know <laughs> my marathon training <laughs> yeah. oh my god i'm seeing how, ma- how, how many, many podcasts we can say the marathon <laughs> the marathon is happening someone keep track of how many episodes we talk about and the marathon turn into a drinking game every time I say 100% or every time I say ridiculous, ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous or anytime we mention the marathon you have to have a glass of wine yeah love that love it love it um but yeah no I also think too like these types of skills are so like it's not like you you missed a certain time in your life to yeah learn them. you can learn them at any time and you are learning and you need to give yourself credit and I think it's interesting because when you're starting a new like venture in your business it's rare um, when you're working in like a corporate setting that you would be doing all of the jobs, right? Oh. Like we were talking about like Kylie Jenner earlier today mm-hmm. and like we're obviously super envious of her career and the things that she's done. But what's crazy is she has this massive team behind her. Mm-hmm. Like she's not in the video plus editing plus shooting. It's like very different when you're taking so many hats and so many roles on at once. Yeah, well that was something I even, I I think this conversation even stems back to what we always talk about how the more traditional media um industry kind of looks down upon content creators or YouTubers. But it's also like, I don't think you necessarily give these people enough credit because when you're in a production and I used to work as a, a makeup artist on a film and TV show, my only job that entire day, every single day, was just to do the makeup and make sure they yeah. looked good on camera, to make sure they didn't have powder, make sure their eyeliner was clean, to make sure their lips, like, that was my only job. Yeah. And that's all I had to focus on all day. Whereas now when I shoot a video for a brand, I have to make sure my nails are perfectly manicured. The continuity of my hair in this shot is the same as this shot. My makeup has to be done properly. Then I need to also set up the shots, direct it, write the script, light edit it, it <laughs> light it, style myself, yeah. be the wardrobe stylist. And like yeah. you're running all these different, and then also you have to do the distribution process, totally. get out, like all the back end stuff. So you're really- Strategy, marketing, caption creation, yeah. all and the things. And not that I'm saying that making a YouTube video is the same scale as creating a Game of Thrones episode, because obviously that's not equivalent. But there are so many other aspects that I feel like I've become way more well-rounded working as a solo content creator versus working on a film and TV set. Yeah. Well, you're getting getting exposed and creating different skills. Yeah. And I also feel like I appreciate... All those, how much work it is. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, now I'm like, oh my God, The back when I did that TV show, the editor had to do so much, blah, blah, blah. Or this so person much. had to... Like, I value all the other different positions now, whereas I didn't have much of an, inter- an understanding as... It's true. Like, back when I was doing it. So, anyways, no, that's very fascinating to me. But yeah, you see the people... Like, I mean, I think the whole Kylie thing we were watching, she posted a day in the life vlog, which was so fascinating to watch because I think it's so easy to get caught up in the whole like, oh, Kardashians are such like a different world. Like you watch this, you're like, oh, she sure has billionaires. They're just like us. (laughs) Of course, it's an extraordinary situation that she's in. And she's like obviously very lucky, but also worked for what she has. Yeah. How Um, do you feel about her like net worth and like all of that? Honestly, it kind of makes me mad when people belittle her in the sense that they say that she's not a self-made billionaire. Right. Um, the whole article that I was reading on Forbes, actually, just before we started filming this, it was saying Forbes Do you is- own the magazine, Jacqueline? <laughs> my father does own Forbes magazine, <laughs> so might be biased. 
That's a joke, obviously. I have no relation to Forbes magazine. Hence why we're in the closet. <laughs> I would not be filming the podcast would have been like in here. Through the roof. That's very true. Um, but Forbes' definition of a self-made billionaire was someone who did not inherit their wealth. Um, so it wasn't given to them, say, passed down from rich parents or whatever, relatives, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's that they made all their own money themselves. Now, I guess the big argument online is what constitutes someone being self-made because say for Kylie Jenner's situation is that, well, she came from a family that was well-known and her family had wealth in different areas. But I also feel like that's such not a fair argument because guess what? She did completely create her own cosmetic company by herself. Yeah, sure. She probably had great guidance from her sisters, her family, whatever. And I'm not saying it doesn't, it didn't, it, of course, helped her business that she yeah. had a foundation of coming from a family that was well-known. Sure. Yeah. But she could have totally sat on her butt and did nothing with her life and yeah. took the easy route. But no, totally. she hustled in. And sure, she started from a place of privilege, but also used that to her advantage and created an it's empire off of strategized. it. still strategized. Exactly. So she I don't think you should belittle someone just because 100%. it's not her fault she was born into that. She made the best of what she could. And just as... I think that's just And as what's important. ironic is no one else in the family is a billionaire. So you're telling me that's a coincidence? Like, yeah, don't like, you think if everyone could be a billionaire, they would be? Yeah, Kim's there's definitely net, a skill set. net worth was only what? Like 330 or maybe 400 mm-hmm, million. Which is still great. Good hey, for you, Kim. Fabulous. Love we that. love that for you. But I'm just saying, if they could all be mm. at that level, they would be. So mm-hmm. the fact that she was special and doing something unique it shows no it exactly really shows and I think and then look they all ended up copying her now Kim's doing her makeup line yeah. Kendall's getting involved in her, in Kylie's like it's you know and that's amazing that she mm-hmm. shares in her wealth but I, I agree like it's yeah. not fair to say oh hey yeah this was all just mm-hmm. privilege playing its course and I think if we're being completely honest the whole idea of saying anyone is self-made I, I mean obviously this doesn't apply to necessarily everyone but I would argue that that is not really even a thing because if you think about it Anything in life, there are people that are supporting your business and can be in any sense. So, for example, let's say small scale, our situations, our own personal businesses. Like I have my mom, who's always been such a huge supporter in the back end and helping me do all that stuff. I have, you know, a team member on my much side that's doing all the legal work. And then I have this person here and then my financial advice and like all these different people that, sure, I am a solo entity and I own my own company. But I have all these other little pieces that without their support and without their guidance, I would not be able to be doing what I'm doing. And and I'm the very low end of the scale, but on any scale of any company, I don't care if random Joe Blow was the one who started it all by themselves. There's either investors, there's other people, there's support from other people that make... A person that make it. Flourish. What do they say? It, so is anyone even self-made? That's the question. I know it takes a team, or it takes a village. It really, does, but I know? think it's also important to recognize teamwork makes the dream exactly. work. Gotta support your team because they're the ones that actually are the the ones it's behind true. the curtain. It's true. It's not just. You're right. It's never just mm-hmm. one person and one vision. Everyone needs mentors. Everyone needs yes investors. Other people to get involved. I think that's really interesting. What do you think? So you you agree that. Kylie should be called a self-made billionaire because I think she should. I should. I, that, I, I don't think that should be taken away from her. I think she should. I guess my only caveat or like the only thing that makes me feel Liz a little hesitant about saying that is the crazy amount of privilege that she was born into. Like it is a little different on her scale because let's be honest, you have someone like Kris Jenner at the helm of her life and her career. And like I agree with you yeah. and like I had even already said, this was up to Kylie to ideate this idea, to strategize what Kylie Cosmetics was sure. going to be. So it's impossible for us to to not pass credit where credit is due. 100% that was like mm-hmm. fully in her making. But I guess my argument is, and, and I don't even really know the answer to this, 
this, but you know, is it different if you're born into a level of privilege? Like, I will say, like, I can recognize oh. my privilege where it is due, and I was exposed to a lot of things, and my passions were honed because of it, and and, mm -hmm. and there's other people and families who are not in those positions, and that's not to say they won't be more successful even than Kylie. It's just, it is a stepping stool. I and, do think that is, like, valuable. Money makes saying. more money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's like there's this weird line. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I do think it's important. You have to recognize the privilege that you started off with. Yeah. Because you might be starting 10 feet ahead of someone else who was like, behind anything, the starting line. Like, if anything, I almost my hat, and I don't really, I, I appreciate and love Kylie's career, and I'm mm -hmm. very envious of it. But in many ways, my hat goes off even more to Kim, because to me, she's more of a trailblazer. Sure. And she started who, it off. Who was really, really thinking, I'm a businesswoman. How am I going to make this career work? How am I going to put this family on the map? Mm -hmm. That is, that is like, true strategy at its core. True. Whereas Kylie, it was much more, okay, I have this money. How that, can I optimize it? How can it? I optimize it? It's a different approach. I'm yeah. not saying one is better yeah. than the other. I'm just saying, as a woman, Kim was a trailblazer in her own right. When people say she's not a businesswoman, I think that is Same. the biggest I show. I am so pro-Kardashian. I'm like, Kim, like, Kim is my inspo. I just think it's such an old thing to say, oh my God, the Kardashians have no talent. And it's like, you can think whatever you want about them as people and their personal lives. They, it is literally no like no room for argument they are incredible business, business and very women. successful so it's, oh. there really is no room for that's argument. what i'm saying like i think it's uh it's so like old the whole I agree. train for the kardashians i agree love what they're doing kardashians if you see this let us let us be honorary thank sisters you. cousins we'll take anything potty talk potty talk Oh my god, let's get a Kardashian on potty talk. <laughs> That's the goal. We'll put that out in the universe. So Kim just really does it for me. I continue to watch Keeping Up every Sunday. You keep I'm up. A, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I, I really have... I pay for cable for it, so... I'm really? So, Wait, you pay for cable? Yeah, do you? Oh, that's... I'm not going to get cable I'm not place. like a millennial that cut the cord. You know how no, they I'm say that? No, I'm not paying that? for that. Oh, it's worth I just need to internet. Me. I just need internet. But you I'm know good. that I love... I love TV yeah. and like I'm you're very so much more a TV about person. And I'm so much more an internet person. I agree. That's our biggest difference. It is our biggest difference. <sighs> if okay. you weren't working like in the internet world and on social media and all mm -hmm. those things, what do you think you would be doing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think that I. I mean, I hope that I'd still kind of be in a similar-ish industry. I mean, like obviously, growing growing up doing more traditional like film and TV acting than segueing segueing. <laughs> Guys, fun fact. I cannot speak. Um, I used to think the word Segway, as in not the motorized vehicle, vehicle, but like bringing two thoughts together and segueing into one another, I thought it was spelled like Segway, like S-E-G-W-A-Y, like the vehicle. I didn't realize Segway was spelled Segui. Yes. Like Segui. Welcome to the English language, Jacqueline. Yo, that blew my mind. I was typing it out one day and I don't know if it was you or someone else was like, are you writing that like to be funny? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, why did you write Segway? like the vehicle but oh, you meant wow. segui anyways iconic i'm getting off track i need to segui back <sighs> into this conversation what were we just talking about i said what what would you be doing uh, right, right, right. clearly not an english major <laughs> yeah that is crazy definitely a no-no for me um yeah so I, I then i ended up going into the film and tv world as a makeup artist um and i kind of think that if i wasn't doing what i'm doing now i'd still be doing makeup and Maybe in the film and TV world, I've always kind of loved the whole editorial fashion world of makeup, but there's not as much as a, of an industry here in Toronto for that. So I feel like I would have to be yeah. um, either in the States for that. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm just someone that gets bored so easily. So maybe I would do makeup for five years and then have a whole career change. But yeah. definitely in the entertainment, entertainment-ish industry slash yeah. that whole world. That's I've just been fascinated by it my whole life. Yeah. What about you? What would you be doing if not? I can picture two potty talk different right now. lives if I two different lives if one had I don't know. One what? would what be mean? a corporate lawyer. I could have. Mm. I always saw myself potentially getting into law. One because I just can talk my way out of anything, and I I would love to you know be on a trial and and do that whole process. Um, because it's kind of like a performance, and I think I would be good at it. Like I really like advocating for people, and I just yeah. always have loud crazy opinions. So I don't know. Yeah. That seems like. I could be aligned with that in another life. And the other thing, I guess, would, yeah, have been just being on Broadway. Like, gone way more theater route and stayed in the musical theater world. Yeah. And, you know, fallen into that path. I don't know. Two very different. Two very different. Streams. But somehow I feel like I've married the two in a way in my life now where I kind of have the business and the art floating together, which is what I prefer. So yeah, you no. don't have to choose a side. I agree. I feel like the exact same thing right now. I feel like it's like the perfect marriage of everything. So yeah, let's not pick. Let's stick to what we're doing. If you had to pick jobs for your parents, oh, what the, what we think what, that what they we would think be they, what they would be good at? Yeah. Um, sorry, there's like something in my eyeball. Don't mind me as I impale my. Okay, we're good. We're back. Um, I think. Okay, so my dad definitely should have. Well, you should say what he is now. I don't know. Do they want all this information public? Maybe they don't. Oh, maybe they don't. Yeah, don't, don't say what he is now. Maybe just say what you think he should um, be. I think my dad should have been in the car industry. Oh, I think he should have been actually a that. mechanic. Or like... Like someone sales? That, like sales? No, 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 no. Definitely something that does like not involve talking on. to people. Hands on. He's like under the car with the wrench. Wow. Yeah, totally. Or like someone that does like custom... I could picture that for Dave. Car wraps or like makes custom... Like, but like physically is the one like making the things and building yes. things. He loves fixing things. He's yes, very good at that. love. Like he's the one if I like break... Like, say, a piece of clothing. I had, like, um, a chain link kind of t-shirt. It's somewhere in here. Um, and it broke. And he literally had his pliers. And, like, the most dad, like, non-fashion approach to it, he fixed it with, like, all these little chains. And, like, wow. it, was, it was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely very good at that stuff. But his where what he does now is, like, the complete opposite of that. Yeah. So I've always said he picked the wrong career. That's so interesting. What about your mom? Um, my mom is definitely... Um, in the right path, I think. I mean, she's, like, happy doing what she does. She She's a teacher. I mean, I don't think she'd care if I said that. Um, and she is truly, truly, I think, the best person at her job. I like, agree. She's I, just the most gracious woman. She and really is. And she just, like, is so good with children. And, like, I feel yeah, like... She's patient. She has the qualities I don't have. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's assertive. And she, like, knows how to, like, assert, like, her... I think that's why she's also a great parent because yeah. it's very similar qualities. Yeah, raising kids, being around kids, and it's hard. You really have to be patient. Because yeah, and I, I just it's never perfect. I agree, and I feel like sh teachers are so important. Like, I mean, obviously, you're. I don't want to say like raising kids, but you're spending so much time with these kids. Yes. You're really truly impacting their lives, and or you have the potential I've to had, impact their I've lives. I've had teachers that have very much yeah. impacted my life. Yeah, very and I much. think I think she's that. So oh, I love that. That's yeah, really nice. I think she's in the right career. Yeah. What about you? Well, I mean, my parents. dad, if I had to choose a dream career <laughs> that I picture for him, which is not <laughs> the career he has, <laughs> um, would be creative director or designer. Wait, what? So my dad, Steve, is the most, like, 
uh, he's he's such an ideas guy. Like, if I come and I have mm. this idea and I sit with him and I'm, like, pitching something, he's the first one to, like, come up with these, like, awesome slag lines or company names or, like, all these fun things mm-hmm. um, and has really great vision in terms of, like, long-term. So anything in the creative direct- director world, whether that was for an artist or for, oh. like, talent, like, he would yeah. be very, very good at that. He's also a very calm presence. So, again, very good for creative direction because you don't get that like overwhelm yeah um and like designer because even though i mean he obviously has his own great fashion sense i would say but he's more concerned with like problems in the fashion world and will try to solve them like my mom has had arthritis like her whole life so she can't wear high heels my dad did like this crazy amount of research and literally created the shoe a shoe that he named after my mom and like got it made it's on like the perfect like arch so that like her her like her toe it is under the pressure of the arthritis wow romance is alive yeah because he was like i want her to feel sexy and i want to like you know all these things so yeah designer or creative director would have been my i had no idea that's crazy yeah and like he's not in a creative job so it's it's iconic but he's i guess maybe he's also good at it because it's more of a passion thing you know what i mean like sure when it's your work maybe it's a little different yeah anyways and what about your mom oh my mom i could see her being in a way more, like, corporate setting than she is. Like, mm. kind of being more of, like, a boss, like, babe. Yeah. Um, she didn't go the corporate route, and I feel like, in the long run, I'm sure that was better for her. But she does have, like, the chutzpah in her, and I totally could have yeah. seen her doing that, whether that's, like, in law or, you know, in any kind of business business world. But, yeah. But, yeah, then it's that whole idea that if that changed, then maybe we wouldn't even be here if maybe the whole not. path was different. Isn't that weird to think about? <sighs> that would be... He was actually going to be a hockey player. Oh, really? Yeah. He was an amazing goalie and was, like, very close to going to the NHL. That's crazy. Yeah. What sports were you good at growing up? None. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You were a dancer. Um, Shut up. I was, yeah, I was a really strong Yo, dancer. I think I have pink eye. Dude, that's gross. What's that from? Farting on your pillow? Literally pooping <laughs> on yourself. That's gross. No, my eye is That's allergies. potty talk. That is potty talk <laughs> behavior. Um, Yeah, I was, like, really bad at sports. Like, really bad at mm-hmm. soccer. Really bad at... You know, everything. Even running, which is ironic that now I'm running a marathon. Stop. But <laughs> Stop talking about No, but I'm just marathon. saying I'm, I wasn't good at sports. I was really yeah. good at gymnastics and really good at dance, and that is far beyond the scope of anything else I could not do. Like, even <laughs> skating to this day, I'm not very good at skating. I can't you're, stop on skates. You're good at skating. I don't, I don't know. You say you're bad at like most sports and then as soon as we start playing Jacqueline becomes the most competitive in every setting well that's the thing I'm competitive but I don't have the basis of the skills to carry and me through and then you just hurt yourself I don't hurt my, that's the one thing I don't hurt myself the flop on the ice what? at the body shop mansion when you hurt your knee you like Wait, did a full what? on flo- like you no you oh when I was belly diving yeah. oh. you purposely oh, did oh yeah 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 like she <laughs> just goes so far above I, and beyond it's too much I need to just I'm constantly it. at a 10 and need to be at about a solid an six and a half <laughs> to be well, making it through. I think it's time to bring us to the roses and thorns of the week. Roses and thorns. My rose is going to be that I washed all my makeup brushes and they oh, were just dude, so dirty and needed to get cleaned. That's amazing feeling. Oh, I feel, I feel so good right now. I love that. Um, also, you need to share your tip on cleaning. I feel like people need to know. Cleaning brushes? Yes. This is the hidden secret. What, the secret. 99? Yes. Okay. I don't know. No, you just think it's a hidden secret. I feel like everyone knows this. You use 99% alcohol to clean your makeup brushes to kind of spot clean. Okay, but not everyone knew this. Oh. I, I mean, swear. It's just, it I guess maybe it's a makeup, makeup artist off. thing. It is. That's what I'm saying. It kind of yeah. is a hidden secret. Like, it's so Like, if you're so on set good. and you just need to quickly clean something, everyone uses 99% alcohol. It's 
more effective than most brush cleansers. So I always use that. But then if you want to do a deep clean, I always shampoo with like yeah. baby shampoo or like soap or whatever. And yeah. Love that. Um, anyways, another rose is I've been playing beach volleyball. Yes. And I am feeling good. I love it. How was the weather the other day? It looked a little... It was actually really nice. It was a bit, like, chilly, but I'd rather, like, I sweat, obviously, so much and, like, it's so aggressive that, yeah. like, I get so hot that, like, nice. it was a perfect temperature. Um, but the beach, that's the same beach that we cleaned up, so it was looking very clean Amazing. when we went there. And then another... Uh, another... Rose? No, no, thorn. No, thorn. Thorn. Um, thorn is that my toenails look so disgusting right now Ew. i needed a pedicure it's because of the beach volleyball though like if all my nails the sand, are not done i yo, feel like a disgusting human do you see this Ew. it looks like they not okay oh it's disgusting and then a rosebud is that we're gonna go get matcha lattes and coffee yes, cake muffins are. after this yes we are Woo-hoo. okay a rose is that we're going to new york again for oh yeah we have a mini went, tradition we have a mini tradition now by accident but we went to new york over the 4th of July last year and we like we docked ourselves out in Brooklyn and literally just had the best time the best like time. we were on this rooftop like <laughs> sipping mojitos like it was truly one of the best days of 2018 I would yeah, say yeah that was actually such an iconic like and defining life hilarious. moment and also like I movie. think for our friendship was like the solidifying okay yeah. we're in love you are a real one you are a real, real one, one. Um, another rose is that yeah I have to say really looking forward to the coffee cake muffins they're vegan which I would it's it the craziest thing they're vegan sweets from the earth it's like yeah. some toronto vegan brand and they're like so glu- good i think they're gluten-free soy free nut free like they they're don't free of all it. the I things tell you that much it cannot be good for us but wow. they're so damn good uh the thorn is that you know what the air conditioning in my condo has shut off wait what? like over the last couple of days i said to adam i said yo can you fix this? And he went over and tried to like re-click it back on and and then I like heard a bit of a blow. Like it like made a bit of a sound. And I was like, uh, okay, I don't know. So gotta look into that. That's definitely a thorn. Um, and then a rose bud. Oh, uh, so I was gifted this like beautiful bouquet of flowers, which you actually saw. Yeah. I put Kate, them in your trunk. My sent a photo to my mom and she goes, You do not have a green thumb because they're like dead within a day. This is a rosebud, not a No, thorn. no, the rosebud is that oh. I'm trying to nurse them back to health question mark. Oh, okay. You're so trying to save the plant. I'm trying to save it. So rosebud is hopefully that it comes back to life i've put so much love and water into it and like it's in the sink now the jacqueline juju i'm I putting it out there this poor plant it really was beautiful i kind of hope it lives but we'll see well let's hope for the sake of potty talk we'll keep you updated on the next episode <gasps> okay well thanks for tuning in to potty talk episode set wow très bien okay fun fact oh that's a good fun fact that should i, I save it yeah. you went to Bonjour, comment ça? okay stop okay stop this um, behavior thank guys you so, so much, much for watching this episode of potty talk the podcast where, where we, we should, should talk, talk ourselves. ourselves i'm jack and i'm tour tour and this has been another episode over and out baby i actually go by tour tour by most family and friends no she doesn't yeah i do my mom calls me tour tour bye